Welcome to the Inspirations News Podcast, sponsored by Quebec's only newspaper devoted exclusively to the news of the special needs community. Tune in regularly to hear uplifting success stories, learn about resources, and gain timely advice in the area of special needs, featuring experts in various fields. Here's your host, host, Mark Bergman. On today's episode, we'll get into a conversation on what life in lockdown has been specifically for people living with autism. My guests are Kelly Braun Johnson. She's the founder and a consultant of Completely Inclusive. She's on the board of Autism Canada, and Kelly was diagnosed with autism as an adult and is also the parent of an autistic child. And Stephen Atme, singer, producer, writer, director of the movie, The Power of One, and all-around good guy. Stephen also lives with autism. Guys, thank you for joining us on the Inspirations News Podcast. Thank, thank you for having me. Kelly, first off, um, I know that both you and your son are both autistic. How have the last three months have been in a nutshell? It's been an interesting learning experience for, for us. Um, and I mean learning in the sense of what is possible. Um, I think like everybody, when the pandemic lockdown started, we were a little bit panicky, but we quickly set up a, a structure and a routine and things have been going really, really well. Um, and he's flourishing. He's absolutely flourishing, which is amazing. Kelly, I know you also manage the Facebook page. What were some of the initial concerns and comments uh, when this whole thing started? I, I would say that a lot of us, uh, and it's a group with about a thousand members across Canada of autistic adults. Um, you know, a lot of us were kind of used to being a bit isolated to some extent. Um, and I know even for myself, it's not like I go shopping every day. It's not something I like to do. Um, so that kind of stuff didn't really change. Um, I will say there was some bitterness um, from people who felt that accommodations that they had asked for before in the workplace, things like being able to work remotely, being able to have flexible schedules, were suddenly being given freely and easily to the population at large. And that is, um, it, it just, it hurts. It hurts a bit. It feel it stings a bit when you realize that a lot of these companies are able to make these accommodations and just haven't before. Yeah, you're talking about working from home, right? I mean, it was yeah. basically, it took, uh, how long did it take? Less than a week for people to be set up. Uh, and all of a sudden, the whole world was working from home. And yeah. as you were telling me uh, last week, that was an accommodation, of course, that people with special needs have been, have been asking for for a long time. And there's a stigma around that too, right? Absolutely. I think, I think a lot of businesses feel that if you're working from home, that you're not as productive or you're slacking off somewhere. Um, and that's really not the case. We have research that, that proves that, um, that it works. Again, it's not for every single person. There are some people that are still going to want to go into the office. And that might be a, a nice accommodation too. Maybe go in once a week or, or twice a week and then work from home the rest. But the point is that a lot of us want to be productive. We want to work. And I think this pandemic is showing that not just disabled people, but everybody, despite whatever challenges they're having at home, still really want to work and they want to be productive. You want to feel like you're doing something. And we know that you're from, you're at home right now. We can hear your kids in the background. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Normally right. they're outside. It's a bit chilly today. So they came That's back. sort of the new normal of, uh, you know, hearing, uh, hearing family members in the background and seeing, uh, seeing all sorts of interesting things in people's homes. <laughs> uh, Stephen, tell me about the day that the government declared a state of emergency. What was that like for you that day? Oh, it feels like it was only yesterday. Like, you know, when you're getting closer to the movie premiere, the excitement's in the air, and then suddenly we hear, oh my goodness, um, this coronavirus is gradually coming towards this province, is coming towards Canada. We thought, like, you know, 
as many people all over the world think, oh, it's never going to come here. But then just hearing the, the Quebec government uh, declaring the state of emergency and everything has, to, everything has to be on lockdown, especially when it was a tough decision to postpone the movie premiere, it was, it was heartbreaking. It really, really, really was heartbreaking because like, uh, like, like Kelly was saying before, we are so used, we are so used to, our, first of all, our routine or especially like you are in the middle of organizing this event that's supposed to happen like any day, anytime in 2020 and suddenly it stops. Well, for people who don't know, by the way, what you're talking about is, is you had a, a major movie premiere. Your movie was set to launch on that day. I believe the date was, was it March, March 13th. Was supposed to be that day. And, and ironically, that's when the lockdown happened, was that day. Yeah. It was that day. And I remember uh, Kelly was supposed to come that day as well. I had my ticket. <laughs> but you know what? Okay, like I told everybody, um, it ain't it ain't over. It's only like my parents had said to me, it's only temporary. It's only temporary. We're all doing this together until uh, things start to calm down slowly, 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 slowly. And I will not lie, Mark and Kelly. It took a couple of weeks to adjust. I wasn't myself. I missed uh, you know getting up at the crack of dawn, uh, doing these routines. And then it took a lot of um, it took a lot of talk to make sure that we are not alone. Everybody's on the same boat together. It's gonna take a little bit of time. And you know what? We had ways. Like uh, you know, we come up we come up with other ideas of doing fun activities, or we have our own projects to do at home. Like for instance, my dad and I are doing minor construction work. So that oh nice, our- yeah. So you learn some new things. Absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. Kelly, Stephen mentioned uh, that word routine, which, um, you know, we've all figured out together, no matter who you are, or no matter where you live, how important routine has been. I, I find that a lot of times um, when people talk about autism, they talk about the rigidity and the need for structure and routine, almost to a point of, of pathologizing it and as, as if it's a uniquely autistic trait. Um, whereas we've seen that the general public really benefits from routine. You know, I've seen a lot of people struggling and saying that they, they're not getting up, they're not showering, they're not yeah. changing their clothes, they're in their sweatpants, they're in familiar, soft, comfortable clothes. Um, mm. And I think in general, people are creatures of habit, right? I mean, in general, people will go to the same restaurant and order the same thing yeah. and take the same way to work every day without really any variation. Yeah. And, but when autistic people do that, we kind of get judged for it. But I think everybody's seeing how much we benefit, how much our, uh, how much we're we're able to be more calm and feel like we're in control of something when you have a routine. How did you uh, keep a routine going with your son? And you're mentioning off the top that your son is is actually thriving now. How did you make that transition from what I what what I assume was a really difficult starting point? So I, I'd say that. For, for one, he had just transitioned into a regular public school, so he wasn't really famous on school in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So it, I don't know if it was that much of a loss for him, but um, he's always been um, part, of the, part of the process and part of the solutioning that we do together. So uh, on that Monday, on March 16th, we sat down together and I said, you're going to make a schedule, you're going to plan in your day, and we're going to block it off in half-hour intervals. You're going to plan up your and in your iPad time and your break time. Um, but I need you to put English, French, and math in there somewhere, and we're going to do that. And, and that's what we've been doing. And then we kind of naturally fell into a rhythm. Um, and with my bo- both my sons now are following the same, pretty much the same structure and the same routine. And it works really well for us. 
Stephen, how did you keep a sense of uh, normalcy? I know you're a busy guy. Well, first of all, after after the first two weeks of uh, adaptation, you know, my family and I, we were sitting down one point and then we were talking about what is it that we are going to do? And uh, one of the things, and one of the things was, um, we've been, like, first of all, we've been living, we've been living in this house for 12 years. And, you know, when it comes to doing some renovations and constructions, it's a never ending list of stuff to do. Sure. So now that um, five of us are home, there's always going to be a lot of stuff. My father and I always enjoy doing our, um, you know, minor construction work. So every morning, like, for example, like, Nowadays, it doesn't change much. I mean, like, you get up one morning, you get up one morning, you have your breakfast, you change your clothes. Yes. I know that, I, I know, like, you know, some people don't even shave. Some people, like Kelly was saying before, don't even change their clothes. Personally, that was me, by the way, for the first, like, five days. <laughs> I, I, I struggled adapting to, to a brand new routine. And when Kelly was saying, you know, some people stayed in sweatpants, and that, that was me for the first five days. I really had a tough um, adjustment to setting up my own routine at home, so totally understanding otherwise we would imagine we would have ended up being in bed with ice cream a jug of ice cream going oh what are we going to do <laughs> so no but things have been very good things have been very good like you know it's like it's like you're working you're working from outside but you set up your own schedule at home you get up you take a shower you have your breakfast and then whenever time you start off your this project we do it like you know like a you know like a full-time job thing between four to six hours that's yeah. what we've been or some other stuff that hasn't changed from home. For example, like you have a dog at home, you walk outside. Because imagine being at home 24-7, one of those uh, um, Looney Tunes characters that run through the wall and then you leave a mark. You don't want <laughs> so, but things have been getting better. Things have been getting better. As long as we discuss about what kind of routine that we're doing temporarily, that's the, that's the key. Or you can have your own restaurant at home. Like make your own homemade cook meal Totally. Like, like, what is it that uh, your child's favorite is like at the restaurant? We can make it for you at home and then make it, make it as though, hey, we've been out. This is the meal we're going to have, like we have at the restaurant. That's what we're going to do. So that, well, that helps. It's all about being creative, right? And finding new ways to do things. And have you, I know you're very musically inclined. Were you, have you ever, uh, were you able to find a little creativity uh, in, in your music over the last uh, 10 weeks or so? Um, to be honest with you, uh, I wasn't emotionally feeling it because many of us have been like a little down, like, you know, when you're not out, you're not very well motivated. But on the positive note, actually, I had, I had a couple of, uh, requests this coming month for this uh, virtual graduation ceremony that's happening June 18th. And they asked to, um, perform live through Zoom playing piano and sing. So that actually helped me. Guys, as we get back to uh, sort of transitioning back to the new normal, as, as they like to call it, uh, Kelly, tell me about some of the challenges that people with special needs that we're all going to sort of face as we, as we transition back to our normal schedule. You know, to some extent, I don't want everything to, to, uh, to go back to normal, quote unquote. Um, you say that because I know a lot of people feel the same way. You know, the kind of idea of, of workplaces being accommodating, I don't want that to change. I want that flexibility to remain even when offices reopen. Um, I want people to feel that they can, they can uh, be their whole selves and, and be honest about their, their needs and, uh, and be able to, to not have a stigma against them. That's, I, I, if anything happens that's a kind of a blessing during the pandemic, yeah. it's a... Uh, it's that more people are going to be able to work in more creative ways, in ways that work for them and that allow them to be their most productive. Because um, we know that 
you know, public transport has always been an issue for people with disabilities here in Montreal. Mm -hmm. I don't see that changing. Uh, and I think, you know, there's probably going to be reduced uh, services and not necessarily um, safe either, really, right away. So things like that. I think it's been pointing out a lot of inequalities in our in our society in the first place. You know, the fact that it hit um, seniors' residences, mm -hmm. going back to school and having to keep distance. I think it's going to be very, very difficult for a lot of kids with disabilities and for their caretakers. A lot of people have to be very hands-on, and that's just the nature of, of work with, with disabled kids. Um, so it's going to look very, very different, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. If we remember, and if people remember, and if society remembers uh, how easy it was and how easy it is to uh, be working from home and to and to accommodate, right? Society needs to remember how easy it was to be accommodating. We hope, we hope. Uh, tell me just quickly before we wrap up about some resources, anything on the top of your mind, uh, that uh, top of your head that come to mind as far as uh, any apps or resources that, that people can check into? Oh, so one thing that um, I know that has helped a lot of people uh, with routines, we, we actually had this thread going on the Facebook group of, of what helps people. Um, I use an app called Regularly. Okay. Um, I know it's on Android. I'm not sure it's on iPhone. But it, you schedule, you don't really schedule in very strictly. You kind of put in how often you need to do something and it calculates and reminds you. Okay. So let's say I have things like wash my floors and then it says, okay, you need to do that every week and it's going to remind me. So if you're late a day or two, it's not so much pressure on you. It yeah. just reminds you it turns yellow, green, and red. Um, there's another one called Habitica and it's actually a game. You're gamifying your habits. Um, you get a little avatar and you, um, you, it's like a little, it really is like the Legend of Zelda, but <laughs> with your habits. Wow. Um, so every time you get points, like, so every time you, let's say, floss, you put it in that your goal is to floss every day. When you floss, you earn more points, and then you can get weapons and exchange it in a real game. And if you forget, you don't, then you lose, you know, power. Um, That's so, amazing. What's the app called again? Habitica. Habitica, okay. What's been your favorite part of the last uh, 10 weeks? Don't say washing the floors. <laughs> for me um having this time with my kids and being home with my kids has really been a blessing and the fact that i i starting to realize now it's possible it's possible for me to homeschool i didn't really think it was before i kind of had this idea that it, it, it just wasn't going to work um this to me is extra time that i've been forced to slow down and it's extra time with them that i have when they're young will they still like me will they, will they still want to be around me <laughs> Mom, is so, that you? <laughs> yeah, you know, at least one will still hold my hand. So um, that that to me is is what's been great. I've been cooking and baking a lot. That is my therapy. That's where I I feel like I'm um, I'm doing something. That and it, it's it's just for whatever reason it's comforting and nurturing for me. Yeah. Um, my son has become more adventurous with eating different foods, which has been also amazing. He's the kind of person who always ate the same thing all the time. Um, and so now to see him kind of uh, maturing and evolving that way is, is, is really, it's really beautiful to see. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I think uh, we'll look back at this time as, as yes, a, a sad and tragic time, but uh, we'll realize uh, a lot of good that's come out of it and things that we've learned and took comfort in. So Stephen, what's, what's been the most challenging part of the last uh, 10 weeks? Well, honestly, I miss seeing people. I really, really, miss seeing people the times the times that i would give the time to uh give lessons or the time to uh be part of these 
special occasions like um, a couple of months ago being autism awareness it was like a lot a lot a lot of times i love to interact with people i love to help especially seeing a lot of familiar faces such as yourself and kelly you know what i mean i mean if it's one thing if it's one thing that uh, made me realize you know during our challenges is to think of the things that i was saying before what is it that, that we should catch up at least until things will like gradually get back to normal ish you could say yeah i'm saying ish because like you know you can do the things that you wish to do get a fair share no problem of course with certain safety protocols and so on i mean like now i believe i believe that people are starting to understand you know to easily adapt to these changes yeah and on so on so on you know but um also and as well as keep up with the things that we really wanted to do for a long time and you know what by the end of the day we we would be calling ourselves co-viterants co-viterants because, <laughs> because like you know we, we're living with it and then if anybody in the new generation that asks what is it like well i am a co-viterant once upon a time and we'll tell you all about it and it changed many lives <laughs> and, and when you look back at that once upon a time what memory will you cherish the most over the last uh, 10 weeks honestly it's but it's mostly spending time with family definitely yeah, that's what everyone you know, seems to be saying eh? Absolutely, because when you're out, when you're out all the time, and you briefly see them, like in the evening, having dinner, then go to bed. You want to spend time with them a lot more, you know. Mm -hmm. Stephen, before we wrap up, can you plug the power of one? I know that it got shut down the day uh, that the Quebec government called a state of emergency. When are we oh, going to be able to watch it? <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I I honestly have to say, for those who have waited a long time, thank you, thank you very much for understanding what's happening you know i was worried like oh my god what are we going to do but i will say the movie is still gonna go on Good. the movie is gonna go on but um i'm hoping i'm hoping if everything goes well we would lean maybe towards the end of the year or in 2021 if we can if we can just be patient a little longer because we want this to be a a surprise you know what i mean so if we can, if we can wait a little longer, that would be much, much, much appreciated. I haven't forgotten about uh, everybody. So. We're looking forward to it, guys. Uh, Kelly Braun Johnson and uh, Stephen Atney, uh, a great conversation. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Thanks. for having us. You've been listening to the Inspiration News Podcast with Mark Bergman. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and the English Montreal School Board Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.